This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. Protests in Iran are going strong, coalescing around a simple demand captured in the words Zan Zindagi Azadi, which translates into woman, life, freedom. The massive movement was triggered by the mid-September death of a 22-year-old woman named Masa Amini in police custody. Amini had been jailed for reportedly flouting Iran's strict dress code for women. Now, as Iran's government is facing its most serious crisis of legitimacy to date, there are reports of a potential dissolution of the so-called morality police. Meanwhile, the government has been executing protesters and threatening others with executions as well. We turn now to an Iranian feminist activist who is asked to remain anonymous. She's a member of the Feminists for Gina Network, and she's also a professor in social sciences. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. So first, uh, for those who, have, uh, who need a refresher, remind us about Masa Amini, who she was, how she is known, and why her death, which has not been the first death in, in such a situation, but why her death has sparked this movement. Yes. Yeah, so um, Masa Gina Amini, uh, so Masa is actually her uh, state-sanctioned name. Her real and her Kurdish name is Gina. She's a Kurdish woman from the city of uh, Saqqis in Kurdistan uh, region of Iran. Uh, she died, as you mentioned, in police custody in mid-September. And uh, her funeral was really the, the day that marked the spark of these massive revolutionary uprising. Uh, what happened on that day uh, was, well, first, uh, on her gravestone, her family inscribed uh, very prophetically, um, Gina, you won't die. Your name will become a, a, a symbol a symbol of resistance. And on that day, in her funeral, women take off their scarves. Scarf is mandatory under Shia Sharia law in Iran. Um, so there is a forced mandatory hijab. So women take off their scarves in an act of defiance, uh, waved in, uh, in the sky, in the air, and chanted Zhen Jian Azadi, which is a Kurdish slogan with a a uh, long history um, in Kurdish liberation movement uh, outside of the Iranian Kurdistan. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really the, the event of that day started uh, to spread to the city of Sardes, other parts of Kurdistan, and then throughout Iran and uh, internationally for Iranians in diaspora. So right now, uh, it's been several months that we've had protests and we've seen chapters of protest in the last few decades before is this different from earlier uh, you know revolutions as they've been seen uh, uh, the green revolution and other other movements sparked by deaths yes i think this is a very important question and perhaps um, an issue that a lot of uh, analysts and scholars are thinking about um, and it does definitely uh, feel different, and it is very different from the previous uh, protests. We know that, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, within the past decade and uh, before that, Iran has seen, um, uh, you know, 
uh, different uh, uh, periods of these movements. But the one with thing that is very different here is that it is led by women. It has a feminist demand at it, as its core, but it's not, it cannot be reduced to just, um, you know, bodily autonomy. It is in fact more than that. It's really asks for the uh, uh, overhaul or uh, toppling of uh, Iranian regime. Um, and people do basically want to live in a society that is uh, that is no longer governed by Islamic Republic. Um, another thing that is very different about this uprising is the presence uh, at the forefront of this movement of um, uh, ethnic minorities, um, Kurdish people, Baluchi people, who've seen um, uh, who've seen who've been under years of discrimi discrimination. Um, uh, you know, in uh, intersectional discrimination. And um, it seems like all of these people are coming together from different uh, identities, uh, even beliefs, ideas are coming together and chanting Zhenjian uh, Azadi or Woman Life Freedom, um, something that's been reverberating with a lot of people um, from different groups, different classes. Um, uh, different communities, uh, and I think um, it is a, a much more inclusive movement than what we have previously seen. So and tell me about tell me about feminists for Gina and how uh, activists like yourself are working in solidarity with those inside Iran. Yes. Um, so. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of co collectives uh, that has been formed ad hoc uh, following the death, uh, the, the murder of Gina Amini and the uprising that ensued. Um, and so uh, Feminist for Gina is a, a network, is one of is a network of uh, uh, women uh, and queer uh, people who identify as feminists and have come, come together ad hoc uh, to organize in solidarity uh, with the women life freedom movement in Iran. But uh, the I think what's perhaps unique about Feminist Virginia is uh, one of its uh, you know, uh, values is uh, transnational feminism. And in order to achieve that, uh, we're trying to build solidarity with uh, different feminist movements in the region and around the world. Um, and we're eager to hear from them, um, you know, make connections, build uh, uh, solidarity and fight our common fights. Um, and we are trying to be, uh, we are trying to highlight and uh, echo the more progressive uh, feminist uh, voices that are coming from Iran and to, uh, you know, to, to, to hear also voices that are here and just sort of be a link between um, these movements. What is the demand now, um, a few months into this movement? Uh, initially, it was, you know, very much centered on women's right to just be, uh, to not have their dress code policed. But I imagine it's a lot broader than that now, right? For sure. That's, uh, thank you so much for asking, because I see a, a tendency in Western media to reduce the demands. I mean, I think even using the word demand might not be um very accurate but to reduce these uh protests to you know uh you know the dismantling of a mandatory hijab i think 
it's way more than that. Um, it's about uh, Jen, everything that Jen Jian Aza, the woman life freedom, I think, um, um, uh, in, in caps, uh, encompasses is at odds with the um, irredeemable existence of Islamic Republic. And so um, what really what woman life freedom means, and um, I mean, it means it, it, it is negating the whole Islamic Republic. And I really think that people in Iran do not want a reform. Um, they want to, they want a revolution. Uh, they want to uh, have uh, and live in a different society that has a different, uh, you know, political system. And I know regime change is a lot of time confused with foreign intervention. And I do not think that is what people in Iran want. And what we feminists uh, who are standing in solidarity with Iranian people want, we want grassroots, people-driven, uh, radical change uh, that brings truly brings uh, women life freedom. Um, uh, and so it should not be confused with uh, foreign attempts at uh, intervening. And in, in, yeah. what about the role of men inside Iran? The protesters, uh, some of whom have been executed, are men, not just women. Yes, for sure. And it's we should be clear when we say a feminist revolution, it is by no means, um, you know, uh, an an ex uh, exclusive sort of label. Um, it is, in fact, trying to um, bring up feminist values that are at the foundation of this uprising that men alike have uh, been an ally and uh, fought with their, um, you know, friends and sisters and families along and, you know, whoever is not, uh, I guess, a heterosexual cis man. Um, they, they they've also fought with them and they're being uh, they're paying the price for it. So when we say a feminist movement, what we mean is uh, uh, um, an imagination an imagining of a, a society that is a radically feminist that is built around solidarity, communion uh, and not competition and class differences, I think. Um, and some that that actually uh, empowers women, queer, um, just like uh, men. So that's what we mean by feminist uh, 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 uprising or feminist uh, solidarity. And I think for the most part, um, a lot of men um, have uh, you know uh, been um, an ally in and and supportive in calling it a feminist revolution. There might be some hesitation, of course, uh, you know, there are a lot of people coming um, together uh, to build this movement. But I think at the end of the day, the content of this revolution, uh, this uprising, whatever you want to ca call it, is way more progressive um, than anything that we have seen. And we do see a large number of people coming. And of course, um, are the executions, the two, there were two men who got executed right. and we acknowledge that and understand that. Um, there's uh, also, I understand, a, a professional soccer player, Iranian soccer player named Amir Nasser Azadani, who's now facing execution in Iran. And this is, you know, uh, the World Cup is happening. So there's a lot of people who are paying attention to soccer in general. And so there's a, a lot of international uh, attention placed on this. Iran is not looking very good in the eyes of the world, is it? No, not at all. And I feel like there we see a change of tone and how, um, you know, um, 
in how Ivania is being perceived and described. Um, but of course, it's not enough. I think there's still a lot of disinformation and misinformation coming um, from the Iranian government and their supporters or their mercenaries, if you will, inside um, uh, or outside of Iran. And I think what's important is to listen, pay attention and not to fall for um, you know, this information that's been propagating, for instance, this issue that morality police be is being dismantled. And we see a lot of attention being paid to that while in the background, um, there are people being hanged. I mean, it's um, it's sometimes unbelievable to imagine, but but uh, the the death penalty is carried out by hanging people in Iran, and two men just been hanged. So we do we we when you when you pay attention, you see you see that this information that is coming out. And I want to also bring up the fact that Iran is, of course, um, uh, the government has faced opposition from the United States. And I'm wondering how you feel about some on the left who are critiquing this movement by saying, well, this has been you know, organized by the National Endowment for Democracy. This is a U.S. government-sponsored movement. Of course, it benefits the U.S. when Iran is destabilized from within. I mean, they may not support the theocratic government in Iran, but you do hear, unfortunately, a vocal minority on the left who are not Iranian, who ascribe what's happening inside Iran to Western-backed efforts to, to destabilize the country. Yes, um, that is very unfortunate. That was a reality I have to face, you know, being an academic and being in a lot of left-wing circles, uh, both, academ uh, both academics, but also activists, non-Iranians, who, who feel like this, um, who who see a very surface level, I think, interpretation um, of, of this move, who have a very surface level interpretation of this movement, um, which is, it seems like very much just directed by um, opposition to right-wing policies and um, politics. Um, and I think as you know, as if 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 uh, as a group or as someone who cares about justice, about um, feminism, about freedom, um, left uh, left wing, you know, or you know, leftists should care about this issue, should pay attention, should not fall um, into making this false dichotomy of you know, it's either uh, it's a U.S. intervention or Islamic Republic, you know. This, I mean, I think... the U.S. may take advantage of on the ground movements, but that doesn't negate the on the ground movement. Yes, for sure. And we there is always, you know, whenever you're fighting for democracy, uh, even there are Iranian opportunists or, you know, um, people who uh, support right wing, you know, um, uh, uh, policies and politics um, who are also like, you know, in support of this movement, but it to reduce this movement to to reduce the really the the courageous fight of people for freedom, for liberty, for um, women, for life, which are all very progressive values. Uh, you can argue their um, leftist values as an right wing propaganda or U.S. intervention, I think is honestly disrespectful to the people who are fighting. And I think I ask our uh, leftist allies to try to turn the lens um, and instead of looking through the event, through 
a reactionary politics to um, right-wing, you know, ideologies in the U.S. and, you know, in the West, but actually to the people on the ground in the global South who are, um, you know, resisting and and fighting for. for I mean, for it would their... be like it would be as if um, Iran uh, d just dismissed the Black Lives Matter movement here in the United States and the social and the the, the uprising, the racial justice uprising in 2020, as um, you know. A, a... A, a way to destabilize um the the united states from within uh so yeah, what, exactly. what, what about the the current situation now i mentioned there are reports that there may be a dissolution of the morality police there were some reports that sounded more definitive and then it turned out that there some of these reports were rumors what do you know about well first of all who the morality police are and whether or not the government is actually committed to reforming or completely dissolving them. Yeah, I think I, just to finish on the previous point, I think what you said was very an interesting illustrative example. It's as if to say, I mean, you know, the, the supreme leader, in fact, likes to uh, talk about uh, you know, supreme leader likes to talk about racial injustices, which are very true um, and very real. Um, about racism, the criminal justice system in the U.S. Um, talk about Black Lives Matter. Should we should should we say that okay, we should dismiss this whole movement because a dictator is you know professing support for it? So I think the other the the, the argument could go other way too. People. So, so I was just using it a hypothetical, but you're saying that this uh, yeah. this is actually a thing that they that the Iranian oh, yeah. yes. theocratic yes, leaders. They they say, yes, look they, how terrible the U.S. is because of Black Lives Matter movement, or yeah. or is it that they say the yes. Black Lives Matter movement is just there to destabilize? No, no, no. The the the, the, the former that the, that that yeah. So so the so the discourses of the left, so discourses of anti-racism, um, anti uh, the pro-Palestine liberation movement has been co-opted by the um, Islamic Republic for the years. But this that does not make us, you know, that mm. doesn't that should not, uh, you know, prevent us from still believing and fighting for those values, just because, um, you know, a propaganda is being made off of them. So, mm. but but to answer your uh, your question about um, about the the what the morality police is and what's the current state of it. So morality police is just an org organ of this big uh, um, militia and paramilitia um, forces that uh, Islamic Republic has as its disposal. Um, they their their uh, their their sort of their job is to. Uh, monitor and control people on the streets, particularly women, anyone who's not um, dressing in the way or behaving in the way that they're supposed to behave. Um, so if you are not uh, wearing the hijab properly, you can be stopped, you can be taken into a detention center, you can be interrogated for hours. Um, and, you know, we know what, as, as was the case, unfortunately, with um, uh, Gina Amini. Um, I mean, she died. Uh, but but the morality police it basically has this, uh, you know, it, its responsibilities to regulate people's uh, social lives uh, in public. Um, and if you're not um, following the gender norms and gender rules that are imposed by Islamic Republic, um, you could get into trouble with them. Um, as whether it has been dismissed or not, honestly, the the news of its dismissal, I think, was. Just something suggested, or basically this whole, I like this whole, um, how do you say uh, this this 
um, idea that it this the, the the morality police was you know dismantled was I think was just like a commentary or a suggestion by an official that was being made but where I see most of this being getting coverage was like in New York Times and some other um you know um media uh, sources here um outside of Iran I have since haven't heard about um getting rid of um you know morality police from the officials I haven't read anywhere the only thing I we've we've been hearing um who are closely watching the events that are happening is just uh sheer brutality and cracking down protesters torturing them um uh um abducting them uh, 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 uh sentencing them to uh a, you know a, a death penalty and so i do not see any any sort of concession from the regime so so they've dug in their heels um and it seems as though are appearing to want to try to ride out uh the movement is there any signs are there any signs that the movement is petering out or is it just gaining strength and can you also speak to the solidarity not just from the iranian diaspora but the non-iranians around the country who who are inspired who are holding protests and rallies and support so 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 two-pronged question is it is it uh slowing down inside iran and what's the role of the solidarity movement sure i think uh to 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 answer the question whether it's slowing down or not we have to understand that it is a process. It is a revolutionary uprising and revolutions, movements, um, you know, unfold over a period of time. They go through their ups and downs, especially in ultra oppressive contexts. Um, so uh, when you think about it in this light, I think it's pretty much alive and going um, the, you know, the sense of anger, solidarity and hope is pushing people forward to, you know, resist, um, um, engage in civil disobedience, take it to the streets, and in other, you know, way, other way, creative ways that people have been, um, you know, showing their um, opposition to the Islamic Republic. So I think, and uh, as we're speaking, um, because we, uh, the news of the execution of the second protester who's been executed just came out, um, I think, uh, people are organizing to respond to to respond to that. So uh, it's we are in the sense of uh, uh, sort of uh, dealing with this news, digesting and uh, organizing for it. So uh, from uh, a side or sorry, from afar, it might look like you know it's going through a um, downhill, but I think it's just a natural, organic part of this movement. There's going to be organizing. There's going to be more quiet days. There are going to be days where there is um, more protests happening. But I should say, in the ever since this protest has started, um, which is now um, it's entering into its um, you know third month, um, every day has been some form of protest, civil disobedience, and action. So, uh, and you must understand that anyone who engages in this is really risking their lives. So, I think. Um, there is still a lot of momentum in this, but the regime is also brutal and they are not yielding. And I don't think they will yield um, um, ever. And to answer your second question, I think um, 
it, it is very interesting. On the one hand, I, I see a lot of solidarity um, as, as working with feminist Virginia, you know, connecting with other um, feminist groups, uh, uh, queer activists, um, uh, uh, Kurd activists, Kurdish American activists, a prison abolitionist um, uh, in the US. Uh, you see a lot of solidarity and it's a beautiful and I think it has a potential for creating um, a, a movement that goes beyond the borders of Iran. Um, but on the other hand, uh, if you, I think the, the mainstream view and um, um, public opinion, you know, on this is, you know, very, um, I don't see as much solidarity. I don't see as much um that you might expect. So I think there are two sides from it, but the potential is there. And I know that there are a lot of collectives, um, uh, activists, feminists, um, both inside and outside of Iran who are trying to make, make these connections, who are trying to um, uh, join a, a more um, uh, inclusive fight. Um, with their allies outside that were not Iranian. Yeah. You mentioned that you don't think that the government will ever relent. So then what? Um, what What do you think can happen? Where does this end? I think perhaps this this question, I mean, of course, we think about it a lot, but I think the answer is it's not a static answer. Like the, the visionary is not static. Um, the imagination for what, 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 how, um, you know, um, we have this um, peaceful as much as we can transition from Islamic Republic to a, um, to a, to a, to a, a regime that is uh, chose by the people for the people. Um, I think it, it, this imaginary is changing in the movement, you know, as um, more groups are coming, as voicing their demands, their concerns. Um, they, you know, they talk, they write, um, and, you know, they, they sort of exchange these ideas in social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter. I think, you know, these this imagery for how we should make this transition, build a better, you know, uh, future for Iran is really changing and is becoming more developed. So it's hard to say how and what will happen but we know that uh you know in terms of just strategy stri strikes are very effective um uh you know civil disobedience um uh, are are also effective and people are coming up with more creative ways to pressuring the islamic republic um and you know i think we should just wait and see how this is it's very i think from of course and especially for someone who's outside of iran it's hard to um, you know make these predictions about what will happen but something is different that's that's for sure well i want to thank you so much for joining us today best of luck to you and appreciate your spending this time with us thank you so much i really appreciate it my guest has chosen to remain anonymous she is a, a member of the feminists for gina network whose members work anonymously as a collective and a professor in social sciences and we've been talking about the ongoing protests in Iran, women life freedom protests. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.